Hello everyone, welcome back to the fourth annual collection of 31 amazing horror movies in October we lovingly call the Halloween Screamathon. I'm your host Otis and tonight I am joined by Katie. Hi. Regina. Hey. And Alexis. Hello. And we are reviewing the 2022 American neo-western, I'll explain that later, science fiction horror film, Nope. So there isn't a tagline. So uh, if you ladies want to think up a tagline... Or if you have any, I thought up one real quick as simple, but later on I can we can go back through taglines if anybody has one. I have one, but it would be at the top of the poster above the word nope. Ooh. And it would say, Wanna fuck with aliens? <laughs> nope. <laughs> and that's it. Uh, mine was don't look up. Yeah. I think that's very that's to the point. One. That's very to the point. So, uh, if, if y'all think up another one, we'll, we'll go over it later. Hit that music. The squad is working in the lab late one night when their eyes beheld in eerie sight. For the horror movie list began to grow in size. And suddenly, to their surprise, they watched them all. Here was the scream of those. With no lights on. All frozen, no cons. Spookies, everyone. This is episode 24 of this 31 movie marathon that we're doing. We're almost there. We're around the last turn, last seven movies. So I have been waiting since July. We went and saw this in a theater July 20, uh, 21st, if it technically came out on the 22nd. Uh, it was Katie, Regina, and I, and we went to see Nope. And this is the the third Jordan Peele film? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Get Out, Us, Nope. Yep. So his third film. And I have a little bit of a feeling from what he likes, how he likes to talk and what he talks about, he really enjoys science fiction in his horror. Because this film, it's a pretty good blend of spooky and then it, does a big jump towards science fiction toward the end of this movie but nope is a, a i think and we'll go around and ask everybody but it's, it's a pretty solid film so if you don't know anything about nope they tried their best when they were talking with trailers and stuff about this movie they didn't really show much in some of the trailers you would see part of something some type of flying saucer ish situation and then people kind of getting yanked into the sky. And that was kind of it for the trailers. But I can just say this is a movie about two siblings and their adventures in trying to capture evidence of an of an, of an I, uh, I can't say it, of a UFO. <laughs> <laughs> it's an the, unidentified Flying but object. it's the, it's the yeah. and before of an unidentified yes, yeah, flying object. So it's just their adventures and they go through a lot trying to just get a picture. The Oprah shot is what they want because they want to get rich and famous. So Katie, what did you think about Nope? Two thumbs way up. I love this movie. I will watch it a million times. It is so good. Jordan Peele out here crushing it. Um, please hurry up with your next film. I don't want to rush you, but, like, please? <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> Regina. Uh, you know, I have to say, I didn't love it the first time, but the second time around, 
I got a lot more, and I I think it's really great. So I enjoyed it a lot. I feel like I understand why you would say that, but I, I enjoyed it, but I, I want to watch it again now because I think that there's more to it that I would catch the second time around. Mm-hmm. I found myself looking for things, being like, okay, I'm going to like figure this out. It's going to be something cool, but I just, I love the storytelling. The acting was incredible. Um, I had never thought of anything like something like this, and to pair it with a Western, I thought it was just really interesting. Yeah. So with the, the phrase, the neo-Western, it's this new, I guess, outlook or genre with, with films, like with Western. It's usually contemporary U.S. settings. So it's like modern day with some type of a Western theme. And there's tons of films that Jordan Peele is really, really loves and a lot of black Westerns that he went for. And that's why some of the music is the way it is. Uh, but it's usually like open plains, big landscapes. There's no gunfights in this movie, but there are chases on horses and stuff like that. So that's the neo-Western side of this. So if you've looked at the... We're 24 episodes in. We're over... We're probably pretty close to 300 episodes we've done. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the majority of the ones that I absolutely love, they probably have some type of a mix into another genre with the horror that's some of the best movies when it's horror and sci-fi, or horror and comedy. It's, it's, it's always fun when a director or writer or producer, that's Jordan did all of those things, when you can mix together with things. Because, I mean, there, there are horror movies out there that are just straight, straight horror. That's all you're going to get. And it's going to be scary, blood, guts, and stuff. Right. But it's the ones where it's like, yeah, it's scary. Like, happy, happy death day. You know? It's... The killer is chasing her, and she gets murdered, and then she resets to the morning of her death. And so she's trying to figure out why she's dying, and she's trying to find the killer. And it's a horror movie, because when it turns into night, she's like, fuck, I'm gonna die soon. And she's trying to figure it out. But it's sci-fi as fuck, because she's resetting every day. So I absolutely love Jordan Peele's stories. And like I said, little by little, he is he should just do a straight... Like science fiction film, I'm sure, he'll, I'm sure he's getting there. Yeah, every every one of his films, like Get Out, that was more spooky than sci-fi, but it had some twists of like, okay, that's weird as hell. And then Us, that was pretty sci-fi-ish if you think about just the whole situation with everyone has a clone somewhere in the world mm-hmm. and the clone wants to, I need to watch that do stuff. It's wild. And then this one, it's pretty, it's about aliens, man, or UFOs, so. I absolutely, I love this film. It was a thumbs up. It made me smile when I watched it in the theater. I was just smiling, waiting on to figure out what it is. And I actually enjoyed, Jordan, he put in a lot of things in this movie that aren't explained. And just like with the brother and sister when they talked about like a bad miracle or just, mm. just unexplained things. Like in the trailers and in the movie, the shoe that's standing up. He, he said, it's just, it's just a shoe. It could be, it could have happened, could have been a miracle, or he, the person going over that memory, could have just thought it was like that. And so he just doesn't explain things. He's like, the world's weird, and just things happen. So I, but this movie is stupid good. So he based this movie and got ideas from King Kong, Jurassic Park, 
Close Encounters of the Third Kind, obviously, Signs, and Wizard of Oz. <laughs> so there's nods to all of those things in this movie, including tons of anime. If you've seen Akira, uh, the slide is in this movie. So uh, for the people that don't know, in Akira, there's this moment where the main character does this power slide on a motorcycle, and it's drawn and it looks beautiful. Tons of shows and movies and other anime, they copy it because it's one of the coolest things you can put into your show. If you go on YouTube and just put in like Akira like slide compilation, I think at this point there's probably 50 different things that do that slide. It happens in this movie because Jordan Peele loves that that anime movie. It's like one of his favorites. So uh, there's tons of nods to t- a lot of things. So uh, Jordan Peele's doing great. So uh, his one of his life goals, he wants to do a Gargoyles movie. That that mm. cartoon from the nice. '90s. He said, "Man, if I could do Gargoyles one day, he will be able to do that, and I, it will probably be one of the best things ever." So that's funny because Keith David was in this movie and wasn't he yep. the voice of one of the gargoyles? Yep. gargoyles. Yeah, he was uh, the leader, uh, Goliath. Yeah. So I mean, if he's still around, just let him do the voice. So <laughs> right. uh, no, I'm. Ugh, I love it. So he wrote this around COVID times and. He said he was worried about the future of, of cinema, and he wanted to create a spectacle. In this movie, they say the word spectacle like ten times, and there are a lot of metaphors to this movie. Usually, his movies have some type of metaphor. It's that new type of horror. Um, a couple episodes ago, uh, our friend Rachel, she had a name for it. It's a new type of horror that people do, but you know, it's, it's that horror on the top level. But the close level right under it is, this is the real message, you know. Hey, scary vampires, but it's about, like, gentrification. That, that's what it's really about, but there's vampires and up top. So you're like, oh, I'm scared. It, it's a lot of horror these days. Uh, they're going for that. Just like the, the new Invisible Man movie. It's about gaslighting and a lot God, of stuff like that. that's fucking good. That's such a good movie. It's a good-ass movie. movie. Uh, but yes, this is one of those. And this one, it's just about... It, it's tough, because there's some interviews he kind of said, and he says a little bit, and he's like, I don't know. I'm like, yeah, you do, Jordan. But uh, just about spectacle and why and how people can't look away from things, and it's all about, oh, I got to record this, I got to look at this, and just the links people will go to be able to see things. And it's just like, don't look at that. <laughs> and how there are wild things in this world that you shouldn't really mess with. You can't control everything. So it seems to be the big metaphors for this movie but uh yeah we'll get through oh actually another fun fact so at the beginning of this movie they talk about there was um the first motion picture was uh, photographs with a jockey on a horse that is absolutely true uh oh yeah such a weird name edward i think it was edward mubridge Yes, he was a very crazy guy, and he would record things up close, and he actually was on trial for killing his wife's, like, lover, and then he went for the insanity plea, and they were like, yeah, you see all this crazy shit I did before? I'm crazy, and so I don't know if it worked out or not, but he was an insane man, but he came up with the technology to make a motion picture, an animation of a jockey riding a horse. Hmm. A gif. Yeah, honestly, will. yeah, it's, what, <laughs> two seconds, two and a half seconds yeah. of a man riding a horse. 
Wow. So in this movie, they say that the main characters are great, great, great descendants of that jockey. That's not really true. No one really... There are two names. It could have been C. Marvin or G. Dunn. Could have been the person. So, uh, But it's a really good chance that it was a black man. The first Kentucky Derby, 13 of the 15 riders were black. So there's a really good chance that it could have been a black man. So I think that's really cool. The picture is very shadowy, but person's skin looks dark, but everything's dark in it because it's just like black and white. So, but no, it's really cool. So I, I do love that. He loves putting in history. There's always one historical thing in his thing. And he loves it. Like fun fact, just, just, <laughs> just for later in your life, you could say this out loud. So. Yeah, we'll get through this story, and uh, there's tons of tiny, tiny little lines that kind of connect and have some type of meaning, and then there's a lot of question marks. So we'll get through this bad boy. So when the credits hit, and like I said before, I love in movies when the credits are messed with or it's not the same, you know, the, the normal music doesn't play. So we hear, it sounds like an episode of a sitcom. You hear the audience laughing and all that stuff. And it sounds like a really silly family just talking about things like, oh, I'm a dummy, you know. <laughs> and they keep bringing up the name Gordy. And they say, well, here's your present, Gordy. And something opens and everyone cheers. And then you hear pops, like a balloon pops. And you just hear people starting to scream. And so I remember in the theater, I heard that. I was like, what the hell is that mean? <laughs> like, So we pop into the scene as things have already gone down. And we see a chimpanzee with blood on his face. And uh, you see one body. You just see the legs and one shoe is off. And then you see a shoe and it's just standing up with one drop of blood on it. The second I saw that, I was like, why is that standing up by itself? Like I said, there are a couple of things this movie just don't have any reason to them. So we pop forward. <laughs> and so we meet up in uh, Agua, Agua Dulce. I don't know if it's actually a real place in California. Actually, yes, it is in Los Angeles County. Yep, we pass it every time we go to L.A. Yeah, northeast. We pass, we pass the exit for it every time we drive yeah. to L.A. Uh, northeast is Santa Clarita. Yeah. That's mm. awesome. So, Otis Haywood. Hey, it's another movie with my name in it. Mm -hmm. So, that's what I was aiming for. So, Otis Haywood Sr., he is a ranch owner. So, back in the day with movies, especially westerns and stuff, you needed real horses just was easier than you can't cg stuff back in the 80s it was just stupid so you, you needed horses and you needed trained horses so people didn't die every five seconds or people would fall off their horses and stuff so he trains and handles horses for films and television so he is with his son otis jr or oj i'm probably gonna call him otis because that's a good name so uh they're getting ready for the day and then there's tons of weird noises that go off and then the power cuts off just sectionally in on the ranch and then things start raining from the sky and Otis Jr. hears this and he looks toward his dad and he's kind of slumped on his horse and the horse starts walking and then he falls off his horse and his dad is just blood shooting out of the side of his head and he has his dad go over the names of his horses just to keep him talking you know after an injury that's kind of what I've seen a lot of people do, like, keep talking, please, just keep, keep keep your brain going. And they get to the hospital. I don't know if they even had time to save him or anything, but 
Otis Sr. passes away, and you can see his eye. Looks like something sliced the front of his face, and his eye is destroyed on one side. The x-rays come in. A nickel went through his head and killed him. So uh, Otis Jr. is sitting in the car just, like, confused, and he has the little baggie with the thing in it. And so he looks back at his horse later, and the horse has a key stuck in its backside. So it's absurd. The speed something has to go to stab or go inside of someone's body is absolutely absurd. So we jump to present day. A few years go by. And Otis Jr., he's trying to keep the business going. And he he knows what he's doing. He knows how to train horses, but he's not good at talking. That's the, It seems like that's never probably been his thing. His dad, they say he's hard-headed. So it makes sense that he probably did all the talking, all the work, and he just trained his son. I get that. I, I see parents all the time that do all the talking, and the kids just kind of sit still. They know, what, they know what to do. They're just not good at talking. They never had a chance. So his sister, Emerald, or M, well, like Annie M. So she is the talker in the group. Yeah. <laughs> Just thought about that, too. Yeah. It, it, I, when I saw her name, I was like, yeah, oh, M. Okay, that makes more sense. Uh, she's a talker in the group, and she didn't stay at the ranch and to keep it afloat. She went off. <laughs> she went off to get fame in Hollywood, and I don't know if it worked that well. I mean, she knows how to ride motorcycles. Makes sense. If you ride a horse, you can probably ride a motorcycle easy. So, they are at a commercial. <laughs> what? Those this is a big leap. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing to do with anything. Probably. Can, she rode one. She, she rode both. Legs on either side, right? Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure that's the, that's the only thing you need is how to straddle something. In which case, all girls can do it. Save a horse, ride a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> More horsepower. So, at the commercial, uh, OJ he's telling people like, "Hey, watch out! Don't you know? Be careful around this horse. Fucking animal, don't man! Don't make loud noises. Don't sneak up on it. Don't get behind its yeah, hind legs. Use like, your phones. Like, don't how dumb fuck are around." You? And it seems like a makeup artist. Someone puts like a reflective thing in front of the horse. Horse. It's a, a light tester. They're, they're trying to check the light. They're measuring uh-huh. the light right in front of the horse to make sure that it looks good. Well, shouldn't have did that because horse starts bucking and kicks something out of a lady's hands. So they go and just say, well, we'll just have the lady ride on a fake horse. It's fine. And so uh, the business, it's not doing that well. And it makes sense. The, the further we get into time, the less movies really need horses. And it's very much a like a niche thing. Like... The most recent film, I guess this one would be the most recent film, but I would say, what, The Heart of They Fall on Netflix? They needed at least 10 horses for that movie, and and I remember watching some interview, and they were saying they, they trained on horses and stuff like that, so it, it's tough. when you, it's Not every movie needs horses anymore, so... Once Upon a Time in Hollywood used them, uh, Hateful Eight used them... Yeah. It really so depends Quentin on... Tarantino, he likes horses. <laughs> well, yeah, because he does westerns, that's his thing. But a lot of other movies... About, yeah, the western side of it, there's tons of other stuff out oh, there yeah. that yeah, requires horses. Plus there's a lot of stuff that's not filmed in California that uses horses, like Big Sky and Yellowstone, all of those. Huh. All of that shit's shot somewhere else, like Montana or wherever the fuck, and there's just horses everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that's real. 
I'm curious how many horses mm-hmm. are like that just pop up in different things, and it's like the same horse. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> I think I remember s- someone. I watched an interview with someone. Uh, Might have been um, Jonathan Majors, and I think he was in two movies, like relatively close together, back to back, that used about, horses. Yeah, he and he ended up one. having the same horse. He lucked out and got the same exact horse on both shoots. Yeah. So they already had like a rapport and the horse oh, already kind of knew him. Yeah, that was the interview because Nicolas Cage, he said he had a mean ass horse. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was trying to like kick him off the whole time. <laughs> so we find out from OJ because M is around now. Like I said, she feels just like my sister. Good person. Can't sit still and look at one thing long enough. Just got to keep moving. But you find out that the, the ranch has got a lot of money issues. And OJ has been selling his horses to a man named Jupe. And so he owns the this western theme park close by called Jupiter's Claim. And we find out after a meeting where he has... Well, M kind of just walks in with OJ. That we find out that Jupe was one of the actors at, on Gordy's Home. And so he talks about that day and that... That recording session where Go- Gordy kind of loses it. And he says just the balloon goes off and one of the chimps that plays Gordy just lost it and attacked everybody. And we see the results of one person from that day, but he hid under a table and we see more of that flashback. Uh, he seems real calm about it. And there was some interview about just how he is talking about it and he's... He, the way he's bringing it up, like, it's just, like, a good memory. He's like, oh, man, I remember that when that chimp killed mm-hmm. everybody. Hmm. But it's, there's also how people deal with trauma and stress. That's always also a big thing in this movie. But he has taken memorabilia from the show because there's this big fan base behind it now. And I guess that's his way of dealing with the trauma, just keeping... memories of it It, it's a weird situation so oj has been selling horses to him for i guess a pretty good amount of money could keep the ranch going and we don't know right now what what he does with the horses but it makes sense it's a western theme park so he's probably got kids riding on them hopefully so (laughs) that night oj and m they go into their dad's liquor cabinet and they're sitting talking about the good days and stuff and the electricity starts fluctuating turning on and off and stuff and one of the horses is out so oj gets a little closer to try to grab the horse but some weird sounds happen and the horse gets away but he hears some really strange sounds and for us i think he sees it too something just cuts by the clouds real quick I just remember it being in the theater the first time you see the thing fly by him. I was like, oh. <laughs> just, just that sound of just dread. You're like, oh my god, it's, oh no. <laughs> so, well, OJ, he's starting to realize that there's something out there. It's faster than a plane, and M actually says, "Are you, are you saying what, what I think you're saying?" And he's like, he just like, minutely nods. He doesn't want to say it out loud. But they're both like, yeah, that's a fucking UFO. Like, something's out here, and it's snatching up the horses. Like, And it's probably the reason that our dad died, because 
it's just a lot of these weird things. Bad miracles is what they call it, but it's just a lot of weird, weird stuff. So, just like every, not every horror movie, but a lot of them, the lack of knowledge is the reason things get pushed forward. And in this movie, this, the desire for money and fame pushes the siblings to grab cameras. So they go to Fry's Electronics. I think at this point, Fry's wasn't wasn't happening anymore. Mm-hmm. So they just got like a warehouse and built it up to look like a Fry's. <laughs> they could have just did another business, but... Eh. There aren't really any businesses that do that same shit anymore. Like, everyone just orders their stuff on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> they just go to an Amazon, like, fulfillment center. <laughs> Hello. Except for maybe Best Buy. Yeah, they could have went to a Best Buy. But even Buy, Best but... Buy, they don't really specialize in, like, cameras so yeah, much. There's like, just, they like, have options, but... There's just, like, phones and computers and speakers and stuff. Not so... They have, a, they have a little bit of cameras, but it's not, like... It's not as extensive as it would be at a Fry's. Yeah. Especially not home security yeah, no, setups like no. they were like <laughs> they were doing at this house. Yeah. So uh, a Fry's employee, Angel, he actually comes out and sets up all the surveillance cameras and everything. And he asks him, like, hey, what are you guys doing these for? Like, ah, oh, we got burglars and stuff. But then OJ's like, hey, how high can those cameras point? And he... Makes it go up a little bit, a couple of degrees. He's like, no, nah, keep keep going. A little bit more. And so he's got them pointing up. So Angel just does this figures out that they're looking for UFOs. And so he's like, hey, you know, I can, like, come out later and check on the cameras. Like, nah, we, no, we, we are fine. We're he's good. like, well, I can look through the stream back, back at, you know, the work site. No, you don't have to. Okay. <laughs> he walks up all sad. And... So, you know, we'll see him again. But that night, Angel's actually watching on the camera, and he tells him that there's a praying mantis just right on the camera, just looking into the camera way too long for a praying mantis. <laughs> but it's like, hello, looking. So OJ heads out, and it, actually it's funny. There's a scene, and it was probably one of the spookiest scenes the first time watching it. So the lights, yeah, the lights pop on inside of uh, one of the, the trailers, not the trailers, but the spots where the horses train and stuff. And so he goes and clicks the lights off and then he walks away a little bit. The lights pop back on and then he sees just a shadowy figure and it was actually crouched down in a corner. So when he clicked the lights on, I think it was there. And I, I didn't, it didn't hit me because the way it stood up, it was in that corner then. So I think, mm-hmm. I think it was just crouched down. And then when he clicked the lights off, it just stood up and clicked them and went back down real quick. So there's a shadowy figure with a giant white face in the room <laughs> with OJ. And he sits there, he's looking at it, and he, he's like fiddling for his phone because he wants to get a, a, a recording of it. But then another head pops out of a room and he's like, nope, fuck that. And he starts walking away. But then he gets around. Yeah, he gets around a corner and he pulls his phone back out. And he's like, well, shit. And this alien is slowly coming around the corner to look at him. And man, uh, the theater was was freaking out. It was like dead quiet. And then when it starts like popping out around the corner, everybody was like, oh, shit. And I like looked at my watch. I was like. It's fucking early for an alien to just pop up. I was like, Jordan Peele, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, 
gonna give us an hour just aliens just on the ground but as he turns to his right there's an alien upside down just standing there and he socks the alien in the face and i was like hell yeah and then the mask comes off and it's three little kids from jupiter's claim so earlier in the day m she stole a horse to use um a horse statue yeah yeah but they were gonna use it for exercises with the horses or something like that for dubious reasons, so M just like stole it, middle of the day, just stole this thing. It was like, I need help. <laughs> so the kids like, stop stealing stuff from us. And he's like, but one of the horses got out. So as he is going to pick up the horse, the horse gets snatched into the sky by something, and it's like a tiny little tornado goes off. And in the sky above OJ, he can hear the horse screaming, and then it scoots off and. He's like, what the fuck was that? And so he is scooting toward <laughs> the house. So now they they realize that this alien has been hiding in this area for a long time. Because on the camera, there is a cloud that never moves. And so they realize that the UFO is just sitting in this cloud. Or it is the cloud. And it's just sitting there waiting. Waiting on the next thing it can eat. So they're, they're freaked out, but they still haven't got the shot. The Oprah shot, as they call it. Because they're going to take it to Oprah and get all the money. So now, they, they got to go back out and mess with it some more. So, we get a little turn. And we see that Jupe. He has another flashback toward his past. And we see that Gordy attacked everybody. And he's still under the table. The dad of the show comes out from somewhere. I don't know why he came out. Right. And then the chimp's like looking at him and just rushes him and then just beats him up. There was a real situation with a chimpanzee. This lady owned it and raised it up and it got to adolescent age and it didn't want to listen to her anymore. And her friend came over and the chimp attacked her and ate her face off. And so she got facial reconstruction. I haven't seen her recently, but uh, she looks rough. And there's a character in this show, this show, character in this movie <laughs> that does not have lips. And her face is scarred up. That's what Jordan Peele was going for. But turns out wild animals are not meant to be fucking used in movies and shows. Yeah. Like it's just terrifying yeah as as oj says you have to go into a a deal with an animal you can't just be like hey tiger i'll give you food and just don't eat me tiger's like i guess and then the second something weird happens like okay i'm gonna eat you now because something scared me so we find out that jupe he has been doing a live show at jupiter's claim every friday at 6 13 and he is using horses from OJ's ranch to lure out this UFO so the UFO can eat. And so he says that he was riding a horse, I think a couple of months ago, six months ago, and his horse got snatched up. And so he's like, you know, the alien understood that, you know, I we respect each other. And he's saying all these things. And it's like, that thing doesn't respect you. It's like, you just keep putting food out so the alien keeps coming back he's like hey look at that so he says that you know we have this agreement we have you know this thing respects me i respect it so 
soon enough, everybody, you're going to see that alien eat this horse. And everybody's like, hooray. Unfortunately, he opens up the gate and Lucky is the, name's, the ho- name of the horse. Lucky doesn't leave the little little uh, glass house. Lucky's like, nah, I don't want to get eaten. And it seems like the alien's kind of waiting. And it's pretty close. And then the alien's like, well, fuck it. I'll just come over there. And it seems like with this alien, at this point, we understand a little bit more. If you look at it, the alien just gets pissed off and it takes you. So all these people, and there were at least 50 people there watching, waiting for this horse to get eaten. They all get snatched up. And so we see a little bit of how it works. And at the beginning of the movie, there's this like green square and you hear a little bit of screaming and those sounds that's kind of the alien's mouth situation and so we were just watching from the inside of the alien at the beginning of the movie so people get sucked up and they're like like these different walls it seems like tarps it, i don't understand the inside of this alien like shoots yeah shoots and it's just digesting people like a bounce house yeah (laughs) and then this lady's going through and she sees this like weird corpse above her and she freaks out but then it just i don't know how it eats but it just juices everybody and so oj comes to jupiter's claim because he wants to get lucky back because he's like no i i want my horse back and i think he didn't know that jupe was using the horses like that because that's been really fucked up if he just was like yeah i'll sell you my horse so you can get eaten by something so i don't think he did either because no. earlier in the movie he's like i'm gonna buy him all back yeah, yeah. when he yeah when he was talking yeah. to him so he just yeah. assumed and that Jupe was all awkward about it too he's like oh yeah buying him back uh okay uh sure right yeah, yeah we so, can do that i sounds guess about right <laughs> <laughs> so oj he's trying to get lucky to come out of the little house and Lucky's like, fuck that noise, man. I think it's still up there. No, I'm safe right here, Chief. And so after making a little bit of noise, the alien comes for OJ. And it's the shape I can only give right now. It's like a fucking, like, it's a saucer, but it has this giant circle on its on the bottom part. It's like a sand dollar. It looks yeah, like, a, like, it looks a like sand an dollar. eyeball. Yeah. yeah, like a sand dollar eyeball situation. And it just moves in super fast and just sucks up things so oj gets away and he gets knocked out so he wakes up later that night and it's raining super hard and he gets lucky gets into his truck and he rides back home so as he's getting home the power cuts off in the vehicle and angel was leaving and the power cuts out in his vehicle and so he's like oh shit it's here he runs back into the house with M. And they're freaking out. Tons of screaming is right above the house. And the rain is just stopped. So they can see the rain from a distance. But the UFO is blocking all the water from hitting the house. But then it starts raining again. But it's raining red. So this is how the alien, I assume, digests. So it squeezes all the people to eat them. But then all the inorganic stuff it can't eat, like keys and change, and some clothes. Everything but the blood, because blood is organic, but it chooses not to drink it. Yeah, it spits everything out. So when Otis Sr. got killed earlier in the movie, the alien was just spitting stuff out it couldn't eat. And so it's doing it again, and we see Keys 
stabbing into the house. The house is like a dark red because it's just <laughs> spitting blood on the house. So OJ is sitting in his truck and it's some of the funniest scenes and he's like looking and then the rain stops above him and he kind of opens the door and he looks out and he hears some crazy sounds. He closes the door. He's like, nope, nope. Locks the door. He just sits there. He's like, I'll sit here all night, man. And then one of the horses from earlier, the those big model horses, flies in through the windshield and he's like, that's fine. <laughs> that is absolutely fine. He goes to sleep, and he's been asleep for a couple of hours, because it seems like it's almost daytime, and it's pretty cool. Jordan Peele's known for changing songs. Like, in the trailers for the, the new Candyman movie, they use Say My Name by Destiny's Child, but they... Well, that's, that song's already in minor, isn't it? Mm, or did they no, just change no, the key? No. Then he slowed yeah, it down they, and made they it did minor. Change the, yeah. Did you listen to the podcast I sent you? <laughs> Oh, talk about that. Oh, sweet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's I've seen a ton of trailers. A lot of scary movies do this now. They'll take a really happy song and they'll either turn it minor, slow it down. It's like, oh, wow, this is really scary sounding. Like, And they make it a little beefier. Yeah, yeah. That's what they're going for. So we hear Corey Hart's I Wear My Sunglasses at Night. It's a damn good song to begin with. But when it's slowed down to like 40 beats... <laughs> For a minute, I was like, okay, it's not that cool anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, OJ realizes, because the UFO's directly above him, and it's like, are you looking at me? And he has a flashback to the first commercial when he tells everybody, don't look the horse in the eye. He looks straight down at the ground, and he realizes that this thing is just, it's, it's an alpha. It's an alpha predator out there. And as long as you don't, look threatening to it or give it any type of attention it'll leave you alone so he looks down at the ground and M and Angel run into the Fry's electronics van and they scoot off for the day so they're at Angel's apartment for a little bit and they realize that they still they still need that picture man they need the shot and so M is very upset she's like I don't want to die and OJ's like I don't want to die either but I still got horses to feed. I still have that ranch. He's like, I can't just leave. And I was like, damn, that that's some shit. That's that's real. You know, I, we watch horror movies all the time, and it's like, oh, there's a ghost in my house. Me and Katie like, just burn the house down. I'm like, in what <laughs> real-ass world could you just burn a house down and just be just fine in life? And it's like... When you're rich. Yeah. But, like, you know, normal people, he's like, I can't just burn this house down, you know? But... I understand. OJ's like, I got horses to feed, so I, I gotta go back. I got work to do. So, they call what is his name? Antler's Holst. Yeah. And apparently he was a descendant, I think um, I don't know, I don't think he's a real person, but he's a descendant of Gustav, was it Gustav Holst? Mm-hmm. The, yes. Yeah, the, the writer of the planets and all that stuff. So. Composer. Yeah. I said writer. Hey, he wrote stuff. <laughs> he wrote notes. And so they get him to help them get the shot, the impossible shot, because he's a filmmaker. And after watching the news, and he's like, holy shit, something weird is happening there. All these people just got snatched up out of nowhere, and they're just gone. Okay. And he shows up. So they call the creature Jean Jacket. It was one of the toughest 
roughest horses that were that was at the ranch back in their their children years. And so they call it Jean Jacket and they are going to come up with a plan to record this some bitch. And then they can get rich. And then I don't know. I don't just OJ surmises they probably have <laughs> Bella loves running off. So so OJ surmises they probably have a day, two days before Jean Jacket leaves because a lot of things are happening to me eyes are looking around so they'll just go somewhere else that's quiet and start back up so holst he brings a hand cranked film camera instead of using digital because when the ufo is close by all the power goes out so he's got a hand cranked camera and everyone else has their technology and then they get this i don't even know what you would call a group of these but the wacky inflatable Waving tube arm men. I don't know what the group. Whack oh, waving well. inflatable arm flailing tube men. Yeah. yeah, but you know, like a murder of crows. I don't know what <laughs> a group of them, what their specific group name would be. I'm going to make one up right now and it's going to be Asylum because those bitches are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> an Asylum of wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube men. I like it. So they grab an asylum of them and they set this track down because they realize, just like in the movie Jaws. So, for a ton of the movie, they couldn't show the shark because it's a lot of money and the shark broke down a lot. So, what they did, the shark would bite into something and then they would use that as the signature of, oh shit, the thing, the shark's close. So, it bit into, what was it? It was a flag at one point in the movie. It bit into something. You could see it trail in the water. So, you knew that the shark was getting closer and it actually worked for him because a lot of people were freaked out because they're like, oh shit, that is floating toward him so they do this in the movie and jean jacket can't eat stuff like that flags and tubes and stuff like that so it it got caught in its throat earlier in the movie so they set up this whole situation where they're gonna draw in jean jacket get the picture and then i don't know look at the ground and hope it goes away (laughs) and that's the game plan so unfortunately we get a paparazzi guy, so from TMZ or something like that. Just, I thought there was some metaphor to him because yeah. he's so shiny and it's, I don't know. I, I don't know what the metaphor was. It's just a nosy ass person. So he's like, I was watching the news. Weird things are happening. Hey, what's that thing in the sky? And OJ's like, don't look up. Can you please not look up? And he's like, I got to get my camera and record that. And he's like, God damn it. Please stop looking at it. So he's on an electric motorcycle and he gets into the field of non-electronic stuff, and he gets thrown from his motorcycle, breaks his arm, and OJ heads out to try to pick him up. But in the reflection of his helmet, he sees the UFO coming, and he's like, I'm sorry. And just gets away from him, because he's going to get snatched up. He's like, I'm sorry, dude. I'm so sorry. So it seems like they got the shot. Holst seems, he actually doesn't seem happy. Everyone else is happy. OJ draws in Jean Jacket, and Jean Jacket goes for this, like, strafing run to try to snatch up OJ, but he gets away, and it looks like they get the shot. Everyone's happy. Holst looks at the sky, and he's like, well, it's almost magic hour, which is like this, it's a, what, it's one hour? Yeah, the magic hour. It's like from six to seven, is it kind of? And it's like, the sun is setting, and it's the perfect light and stuff. Uh, Tons of directors love doing things in a magic hour. I want to say Michael Bay loves magic hours spots 
tons of action movies and stuff. It's a really good it's a really good spot for things. He's Every like, rom com ever. Yeah, there's always a moment. But Hulse says the light. It's almost magic hour. I gotta get the impossible shot. So he grabs a smaller hand crate camera and he goes up higher and he's like, I gotta. And they're like, Hey Hulse, can you can you not? You're gonna die. Can you quit? And he's like, Nah. And he starts recording. He's getting good shots, but he's looking directly at the thing. And Jean Jacket just yanks him up. And it's like, oh, Holst. And so his camera, I don't know if it went in with him or fell somewhere and just instantly broke because it up really high. So Angel was close by. He falls down the hill and he's wrapped up in a tarp and barbed wire. And he gets a smart idea to tie off the barbed wire, which probably fucking hurt to do. But it kept him alive because Jean Jacket tries to snatch him up. So, it's funny, the actor, Brandon Pereira, he actually talked to Jordan Peele because he was meant to die. And he was like, I really think I shouldn't die. I think the character, we can do something. He was supposed to be just a lot sillier and that was it. But he added, you know, more to the character and Jordan's like, okay, yeah, it's, it's reasonable. You really shouldn't die. And so, he kept him alive. And I was like, good for you, man. <laughs> Talk your way out of dying in this movie. So he almost gets snatched up and then he falls. So he's a little knocked out. So at this point, OJ and M, they are at different ends of this road. And so OJ's on a horse and M picks up the motorcycle. So she's still too close from the, I don't know, the EMP pulse that Jean Jacket's giving off. So OJ looks directly at Jean Jacket. At this point, Jean Jacket is starting to envelop itself, and it. So Jordan Peele said there's multiple, like, aquatic animals, but he said like jellyfish. He was going for an anime called Evangelion. Uh, there's tons of aliens in that show, and they all look crazy. And apparently, the real quotation mark real images of angels in the bible apparently they are all wings and legs and eyes and shit and yeah it's just like a blob with a hella eyes on it yeah and it blows your mind if you actually see the real image of an angel and so he pulls in the whole maybe this thing has been around for a very long time and it could have been around back in the day so when people said like oh man uh, regina she just got saved and she went into the sky and the angel Took her to go to heaven. Like, no, she just got eaten. <laughs> she just got eaten by <laughs> Jean Jacket's great, great, great granddad. So he was going for a lot of different things. And I actually think that's pretty cool. It's like an explanation of angels. It's like, nah, I didn't take you to heaven, but it just juiced you. <laughs> it spit out your shoes <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> so it envelops. And then that green square for a mouth, it, it's like opens multiple times and it like pops and it's just getting closer to OJ but then M I think that is a uh it's supposed to be like the thing that um anglerfish do with their oh, with their light yeah how they like mess Can with I their light and draws you in I think that's what the pop of the green part is supposed to be it's supposed to like distract you so that you don't look away yeah. so that it can keep getting closer to you Makes sense. It's something fucking weird like that. I'm like, oh, that's a, that's scary as hell. So, it gets far enough from M, 
and she starts riding off on the motorcycle, and she draws it in behind her. So she rides toward Jupiter's claim, and flies all the way through the park, power slides her way <laughs> into the back half of the, the, the park. She pulls out the ties for this giant inflatable jupe, and so it's the mascot is, is jupe, and he's, he's like a little cartoon, he's like got one eye closed, and he's doing like a gun with his other hand, and so it starts floating into the sky. Unfortunately, it has a face, so Jean Jacket's like, hey, you're a hey, people. that bitch looked at me. Yeah. I'm gonna get it. Yeah. You wanna fight? And so, it starts <laughs> to envelop. So, earlier in the movie, there was this well, and it takes a picture when you look into the well, just like a trailer picture for one of the movies that Jupe was in when he was a little kid. What, Kid Sheriff? Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> such a kid-ass movie name. It's also a very cheesy, like, theme park thing. Like, you would definitely see that in, yeah. in a look lot of different Yeah, look a well and the camera parks. goes off. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, M is putting a coin in and she's trying to time it just right and she's waiting on that moment where Jean Jacket opens up and eats the inflatable jupe and after the third shot she's like fuck I gotta get this just right and she takes the picture just as Jean Jacket grabs the inflatable jupe and starts to eat it and she's like yes she's happy she got the picture so Jean Jacket starts eating jupe and he's like man I'm not going to be hungry for a long time. Hey, what the hell is this? Pop. So it implodes on the inside, and it's, I don't know. It's just like a tarp. You let a tarp off in the air. and just It explodes. Tatters. And so at this point, I guess there were news stations coming to just do a, some type of thing well, about been, Jupiter's They've been claim. investigating the disappearance of the 40 people who yes. died at Jupiter's claim. So, or are missing. Yeah. Not died. And so they see something in the sky, and one of the news people is like, I'm sorry if my voice isn't steady, because there's a thing in the sky, and it seemed to have exploded, and I'm confused about life right now. And so M is yelling at the sky, you know, you don't fuck with the Haywoods, and she's very pumped, because she got the picture. And then OJ pops up on a horse <laughs> at the end of the laneway. In the mist. Yeah, and they ride off into the mist. Well, question mark. We don't know if they ride off into the mist. He just pops up, and she looks at him, and he looks at her, and she looks at him. It's literally just like <laughs> well, I'm not, Kelly right? <laughs> Look at her. Look at him. Yeah. She's <laughs> just trapped in the closet. We don't know if she rides off with him. Probably. We don't even know if he was really there. Oh, he was there. Mm. You don't know that? You don't know. Wow. The movie assumption. Me. Yeah, no, it's an assumption. She could just be really hyped and seeing the ghost of her brother. You don't know. Jesus. It's a scary movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so open ended. Yeah. So that is Fair. the story of Nope. So Katie, who was your favorite character in Nope? That would be Emerald Haywood. Kiki Palmer is fucking fantastic. I love her so much. She is hilarious. She. Plays, played this role so well of just this, uh, like, I don't care about the ranch, uh, I got my own shit to deal with kind of character, but but she definitely had this deep love for her brother that she couldn't just, like, leave him there. Um, 
you know, uh, I just really, really liked her character. And this movie would not have been the same with any other actress playing this role. I think Kiki Palmer is the only person who could have pulled this off. Cause she is just, she's so energetic. She has so much energy mm-hmm. that she brings. Um, if you have watched the, the new password where she is the, um, the host that comes through completely. Like if you watch anything with Kiki Palmer, she is just like super hyped all the time. And it is fucking great. She has this, um, Oh my gosh. What is it when it like fades? Infection. Infectious. infectious. Thank you. Yeah. Thing. I was like, can't come up with even descriptions of it. She has this infectious energy to her that will just make you hype just watching her and make you excited. And because of that, you're following her through this movie. And every time she gets super scared, you're like, fuck, I should be really scared right now. And every time she's super excited and happy, you're like, yeah, I'm really excited and happy. Like, shit just was wild and you did great. (laughs) Uh, She was fucking great. Uh, Alexis. I have a hard time, like, saying who my favorite... Favorite's OJ. You know, I just... I really liked... Daniel Kalu was amazing. Yeah. And he's such a good actor. And I just think it's... I mean, something about this movie that... I think also, because I didn't see Us, but I saw Get Out, it's just a slow burn until all of a sudden it's not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, so you just kind of like, where is this movie going? And so what that means is that you can just get a crap ton of character development. um, And it was just an opportunity for for Daniel to just like act the snot out of this character. Um, And she was always just like, what is he thinking? What is he doing? He's methodical. He's slow. He doesn't have, he doesn't say much, but he says everything with his face and his mannerisms and his eyes and it was just good. Um, and then whenever it came time for him to like make the good decisions, he just like was rock solid versus like the, the you know, most of the part of the movie you're just, he, he seems like he's not sure of himself or, you know, just kind of like is nervous or, you know, cause he, like I just said, like he doesn't really talk very much or very um, timid. You know, very timid. Yeah. yeah. But, but then when like push came to shove, it was like time for him to shine. And so, I mean, the reason that they got all the good shots is because of his work and his actions. And so it was, it was just a delight to see Daniel just, like I said, knock it out of the park. He deserves a nomination for sure. Cool. Yeah, I also picked Emerald because, <laughs> like, awesome. yeah, like Kiki Palmer. So what I... I mean, she's a whole vibe. She's a whole vibe in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, she's a whole vibe in real life. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, but it really, really shines through in this movie. And like you said, Katie, like her energy is just so infectious. Um, and I, she, she really does a good job, like leading you through this whole thing, mm-hmm. you know, and just keeping you locked in. And, you know, there's like never a dull moment in any scene that she's in, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, she, she was my favorite character in this hands down. I, I always do this all the time, but I went with Otis and Emerald because like I said, we're watching it. Emerald reminds me of my little sister, Jasmine. She, true blue will fight for you. will do everything, but she's very much just easily distracted by things, always doing something bad and pops up like how'd you get that don't worry about it and just keep scooting off i'm like that's not okay i'm not even gonna fight you on it because you keep doing bad stuff i can't stop you so uh but no just the way they acted and 
you can always tell in a movie when people are actually like they like each other in a movie because just it just feels genuine. Mm-hmm. The way they talk to each other, they felt like they were brother and sister. Yeah. The way they talk to each other and the way they got hyped. Uh, there's one tiny little scene. It's like five seconds when uh, Holst is like, "Yeah, I'll I'll record this alien for you," and M is like. I told you, he brought a non-electronic camera. Let's go. And then they just like high-five each other real hard real quick. And she just, they start yelling just out of nowhere. They just get pumped because they're going to keep, they're going to be rich. You know, they're happy about it. But both of them together, they're, they're amazing. It, it may, makes me smile. So, But in just about every Jordan Peele movie, there was somebody that just, the way they connected to other people was always really good. Hell, Dan Kalua, he's in Get Out. And he was one of the best characters in it just the way he just reacted to a really fucked up situation he's like this is a lot <laughs> and just his eyes and it's like that's how i would have looked if i was in some of that shit it just yeah he and it's funny jordan peele said that daniel kalua it's kind of like certain directors have people that they love and they'll always give them a job mm-hmm. as just like with quinn tarantino he loves samuel jackson and it's probably going to be in all of his movies uh loves uh who else the one stunt woman that's always in his movies future Otis, you know what i'm talking about put it in oh 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 um zoe bell zoe yeah Yeah, zoe bell there are people there's a handful in a lot of his movies it just says the gang quentin tarantino's got like seven people that are in every single one of his movies which is just the whole cast of the film uh tim roth the abomination yeah, he's in she Hulk. He's in all of his movies because he absolutely loves the man. So th- there's a handful that he's like, yeah, I'm making a movie. You want to be in it? Like, yeah, man. I'm not there's doing like anything. three or four that are in everything and then a rotation of three or four that yeah. are probably in it. Yeah. Not not for sure, but probably. And that's like John Travolta, your girl Uma Thurman, and uh, what's the guy who plays John Travolta's brother? Oh, Michael Madsen. Michael Madsen, yeah. The three of them, they're always like, question mark, probably in it. But yeah, but Daniel Kaluuya, it's Jordan Peele's set. He's like, this is this is my guy. I really love having him in my movies. He just knows what I want in my characters. And it was funny, he was saying this, and Daniel was like right next to him, and Daniel was like, you know, trying not to smile and be um, like, oh shit. Be like, I'm sad he wasn't in Us, but yeah. also like... Winston Duke, though. I mean, he, he picked some other really cool Winston, black Winston actors Duke. to be in it, so, I mean, yeah. no Nakia, no loss there. Nakia and M'Baku in that movie. Yeah. I'm and here for he it. He picked up some good people <laughs> as substitutes, so. But no, uh, Otis and M, they were great. And it's not just because his name's Otis, but he was really good Otis. But that helps. So he is part of the Otis Club. Uh, really good Otis. There's there a dog. There's two Otises in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Pop Pop. It was Keep, Keep David. David. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, the Otis Club, there's a dog, there's a cow, a couple of guys named Otis. Many guys named Otis. Yeah. Well, not that, not a lot. At least three. Yeah. (laughs) So, Katie, who is your least favorite character? That bitch-ass, trespassing, TMZ guy on a dirt bike. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, what are you doing out here? And why are you acting so suspicious? And why, what the fuck? Yeah. Why are you on my ranch at all? Like, we live out in BFE. Mm-hmm. Like, there is one road to get here, and it clearly says everywhere, no fucking trespassing. And you're like, I don't care. I'm with TMZ. Let me ask you all these 
fucking personal questions get in your face with my camera. Don't you want to be famous? Nah, bitch. Not everybody wants to be famous. Get the fuck off my property. And instead of listening to the owner of the property, he was just like, no, oh, well, I'll just do it myself. And drove fucking 60 miles an hour headfirst into an EMP. Like, yeah. go fuck yourself, bro. You deserve, you got what you deserved. Yeah, he got juiced. How dare you? <laughs> he did get juiced. Somewhere, that really cool, completely refractional <laughs> helmet is going to get spit up. Right. <laughs> covered in blood. <laughs> <laughs> Kiki Palmer needs to grab that up. Use it for her new motorcycle. <laughs> Regina. Uh, oh, I won't say TMZ guy. I'll, so those damn kids in the alien costumes. In the barn, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Because hell nah. <laughs> yeah, like, get out of here playing tricks on people. Like, I would be so upset. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's, that's, mm-mm. I was going to say TMZ. You and can say was, TMZ. And then I was going to say skillets, <laughs> kids. No, I'm going to say the freaking jellyfish. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. This is the one that, God, like the whole entire movie, I'm like, it's fake. Or, and then I thought Jupe was, was, was doing it and it was a joke. And then I thought maybe the director dude was like, it was his thing and he, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was fake the whole time. Um, but no, it was just a jerk store, freaking silver dollar. Yeah. <laughs> Flying around juicing people. Flying around. <laughs> yeah. Being a jerk. So yeah, no. Alien. Alien. Uh, alien sand dollar. Alien sand dollar. <laughs> yeah. So I, it, it, it's funny. Some of the best villains are characters that you're like, man, you're pretty cool. And then a little bit later, like, damn, you're an asshole. So Jupe, uh, and I guess third act of his life jupe it was kind of in the second act where he gets juiced but it was the end of his story but it, it was really interesting like his life when he was young that chimp was like fucking people up in front of him and then the chimp's like hey let's fist bump one more time because he i don't think the chimp would have hurt him i think the chimp had realized like that's just a little kid and he's scared he's not getting in my shit and, like, he was my BFF on the show. Like, yeah. that was our thing. We fist bumped. So. Yeah. So, there is a little bit of headcanon or theories that that whole situation probably didn't go that way. And he's just imagining just a, oh, a better. Yeah. Because the chimp probably did attack people. And then that shoe, I think because the shoe is sat up the way it is now. It's in the same position everything like it is. He has it set yeah, up it in the glass. Yeah, like that. That's probably just how he remembers the shoe. Yeah. Sitting like that. But then people are thinking like, Chimp probably should have attacked him also. But it, it probably didn't happen like that. It, he probably just sat quietly and Chimp didn't see him down there. But I'm fine with the Chimp being like, we're friends. Hey, I like you. And then he got shot. So Jupe had a crazy life. But then you realize that he's been using horses as bait to bring in this alien yeah. closer and closer so he can, like, benefit from it financially. And I guess it's crazy. He was, he's been doing this for a while, I guess. Well, they said it was a new show. So he's done it at least... For six months. Yeah. So he's been, like, getting horses juiced for a while. And Once it, a week for six it, months. And it wasn't full. Like, if I went to a show and I see 
a horse go into the air. I'm like, what the fuck? How did that happen? I'm bringing Katie next time. <laughs> Katie, look at this horse. And then ooh, another horse goes up. I'm like, how did, what, how did that happen? You know, it, there were only like 45, 40, 50 people out there. So. Well, yeah, but they're, you remember that they're out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Now, this isn't like, yeah, we're 10 minutes outside of Hollywood. There's literally millions of people next door for us to broadcast this mm-hmm. to. No, we're on a shit ranch, like a hundred miles away from civilization. Yeah. So like me telling my neighbor to come see it is like, cool. My neighbor brought him and his two kids to see it. That's only three people. And even if everyone I know tells everyone they know, you know, the radius hundred hundred fucking miles of our ranch is like, I don't know, a thousand people, two thousand people. They ain't filling up that thing every week. That makes sense. Plus, just... if I saw a horse get snatched up and then I brought friends to see it again, <laughs> another horse gets snatched up. I think that's enough. Two horse snatches is enough. Like, that's enough. you like, nah. Nah. I saw, <laughs> cool. I saw too much murder. I'd be upset at the first, the first horse death. Like, horses are beautiful. I'd be so sad. Yeah. Like, no, what the little pony? Like, where'd the horse I'd be crying. Going? Like, oh. I wouldn't come back to see it again. Yeah. Okay, so... Let's do seven word synopsis. Katie? Giant alien terrorizes small Southern California town. Never use chimps for entertainment. They're murderous. Yeah. <laughs> and my last one, those kids would have caught these hands immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they did. It took a little bit. Oh, no. That first one that popped up. Oh, bitch. <laughs> And that second one that popped up, like, kind of next to him? No. I would have... No. And he got out his little flip phone to take a can- fucking video? Right. Bruh. <laughs> what kind of grainy ass, like, one and a half inch video are you taking of the- <laughs> these little aliens? Hey, representation of all the crap that's online now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shaky and grainy. Oh, Shaky my God. Y'all see that? Because it's on a fucking flip phone. Mess. Oh, my God. What is that? Yeah, just a mess. All right, Alexis. Uh, My seven-word synopsis, or my seven-word thoughts are, what on earth made them stay there? (laughs) (laughs) But I think we know. We know. It's like... Getting rich. A a treatise on, you know, that, you know, having dreams and, you know, having responsibilities. Yeah, he's like, I got horses to take care of. And just the the, the looky-loo nature of of our humanity. Yeah, that's true. If uh, and the lore just... of like his family's, you know, it being your family's, family's land and your family's land. yeah business. Yeah, like, a lot of yeah. things keeping him there. It'd be a lot harder to just like up and leave that. Mm-hmm. Like I could up and leave this house and be like, oh yeah, I spent yeah. A if an alien was floating above this, spent a couple years. Like... Yeah, but if but Whoop. if we had, <laughs> but if our family had had you know hundreds of years of you know growing whatever. Oh yeah, dealing with horses there like. It'd be a lot harder to leave. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying we wouldn't leave, but it would be a lot harder. Oh, for sure. I'd leave. <laughs> Aliens? Nah, you got me fucked up. Hmm. We're packing up all the horses. We out. <laughs> <laughs> Just deuces. Yep. Regina? I said, nope, 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 nope. I thought about it. And then, uh, monkeys and horses and aliens. Oh, my. Nice. <laughs> nice. 
<laughs> nice. <laughs> so my first one is Haywood Kids Looking for the Money Shot. Mm. So that's an actual synopsis. I don't do that that much. So, And then the next one is not a synopsis at all. But it's Simpson's song, Just Don't Look, is fitting. So in one of the Halloween episodes, all the billboard characters the neon light signs yeah they all pop off their billboards and they start attacking springfield and so lisa homer stole the giant donut yeah and so lisa realizes that their billboards they're made for people to look at them so if you don't look at them they die and so she comes up with uh paul anka Mm -hmm. and they come up with a song called just don't look and like just don't look just don't look. And everyone looks away, and the billboard's like, oh, my powers. And they die. So this song would work. Just, just don't fucking look at that weird thing in the sky. Just like, mm-hmm. it yep. just walks somewhere. Time to build a roof over your whole 100-acre property. Or just put a bag on your head when you leave. Yeah. Just like <laughs> bumping into shit, but you don't get juiced. One giant hat. Everybody needs one of those big-ass sun hats. Yeah. Or go outside with an umbrella. Just like, it's <laughs> just like, nope, nope. I hear you up there. Start spitting keys out. You're like, yeah, I know, I know. It just keep on. wouldn't save you from them keys, yeah, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that he, would fucking hurt. <laughs> my boy Otis Senior looked up and got a nickel through the eye yeah. in his brain. <laughs> <laughs> my brains is what yeah. he said. So this film came out July twenty second, twenty twenty two. Oh, it's a wee little baby movie. So, uh, what do you ladies think the budget for this movie was, Katie? I said thirty million dollars. A lot. Alexis. I was much more than that. I said seventy. Seventy. Mm. It was like super sci-fi. Like the the alien looked did not look fake. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it, I couldn't tell what it was. I think I thought he spent quite a bit of money. Yeah, they they put some effort yeah, into they that. Did. Yeah. I lowballed it. I said fifteen mil. Fifteen. Not bad. Not bad. So the closest to the pin, because sometimes we do. Price is right, sometimes we don't. But the closest was Alexis. So the budget was 68. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense. There's a lot of CG in this. That chimp did not look bad. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya Kaluuya is very famous. Kenny Palmer also very famous. That's real. That's real. Yeah. A ton of famous people. But there weren't that many different scenes, honestly. Just land. Yeah. Rent out a ranch. Yeah, I'm wondering, like, I, I said that because I thought maybe it was just, like, the sci-fi stuff, and, and maybe just, like, the actors garner, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, a lot of newer movies, when they put down the budget, you gotta remember a chunk of that's gotta be production, and then, like, right, the commercials and, and stuff, yeah, right. and Jordan Peele dropped a trailer, a picture trailer, a year before this movie was gonna come out, so he had people talking about it. Long, like years, crazy amount of time to mm-hmm. say a movie. Disney does that with movies, but yeah. they know people are gonna be there. They could, they could say it four years before, be like, "Hey, Fantastic Four in five years, see y'all there." They're gonna get a billion dollars, but uh, yeah. So a chunk of that money is probably a pretty good amount. Probably went to them just doing commercials and stuff, mm-hmm. and doing that. So, uh, what do you ladies think the box office was, Katie? Six hundred million. Six hundred. Alexis. Oh shit. It's a hundred million. hundred? Uh, Regina. I went 80. 80. <laughs> I went really, really high. My original was a hundred million, but I went really fucking high because I remember uh, Jordan Peele 
like promoting this so far in advance and everyone being super hyped on it because it was him. Yeah. Because his first two horror films did fucking fantastic. Yeah. So I think a lot of people went and saw this. Yeah. Probably not six hundred million worth, but yeah. So, higher than my original one hundred million. So we are three months out. It's three months old. And so it's not on DVD yet. I believe tomorrow, I believe the 25th is when it comes out on DVD. So the numbers are going to jump a lot more. Oh, yeah, it'll point. change extreme. I got it pre-ordered for Blu-ray. I need to hear this with commentary. I, I just... <gasps> oh, I would like to yeah, watch that. I need yeah. to hear what they have to say about this movie more. But right now, at this point, three months old, the box office was $171 million, which isn't bad. But is the least amount of his three movies. That makes sense, though. There are a lot of people who are anti-alien. Like, just don't, can't deal with alien films or choose not to. Don't like alien films for whatever reason. Like, scared of aliens or not interested. Also, westerns also have that kind of, they're very polarizing. Like, you either like them or you don't. Um... And I think both of those things kind of had people nah, being wishy-washy about going and seeing it. But I thought it was fucking great. Yeah, so the I like aliens and westerns. So. Like the reviews, everyone absolutely like Loved said it. it was great. Yeah, you know uh, there were a couple of folks saying that it's technically a failure quotation mark because it didn't make a fuck ton of money. But you can't. You can't position this close to like a Disney movie because no. uh, some people have said that what Doctor Strange two technically wasn't as successful as the other one, so it d- wasn't good financially, yeah. even though it didn't make a billion by itself. That's a failure in some people's eyes, but I don't know. It's it's a spooky ass movie. We watch tons of spooky movies that don't make the money it deserves. This deserves hundreds more millions of dollars, honestly, but. Hey, it made its money, and Jordan Peele financially is three for three, which is pretty damn good. It's it's tough for directors out there. Usually their sophomore film is the one where they get a little weird, because they like, okay, everyone loved the first one I did, now I want to do the one I want to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it just happens with bands and stuff. The second, al- the second album for bands usually is the weird one, because they're like, hey, we made all that money. Let's do this weird one. So a lot of people were confused about, not really confused about us, but it was so different from Get Out. But I I like sci-fi, so the route he's going, he's going to make a straight-up sci-fi movie one day, and I'm going to be there to watch it. So, But no, I love his mind. Uh, like I said, he loves having layers to his movies and have, this is what I'm really talking about, but I'm going to put a monster on top of that. But we're talking about this. I... I absolutely love it. This movie is... It's a hoot. So, let's do Minority Kill Count 1. And that was Otis Sr. Jupe. That's two. Two. Question mark, Jupe's kids. Technically, yeah, his kids were there and they were mixed. So that's three. Another three. Five. I mean, we don't know how many people were in the audience. Yeah. They seem to be mostly white. Yeah, that glance, I didn't see any other, like, dark folks. In the crowd when they like passed by real quick, all the employees didn't look. No one looked dark. So yeah, five. I'm fine with five. Mm-hmm. There for sure. There were more. That alien juiced a lot of things. So 
Yeah. I'm sure there were more that we didn't see. So, the new number is 256 in a Tito Turtle. A house full of vampires. Put a little squiggle that's the door. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, does anybody have anything else to say about Nope? It's really good. You should go watch it. Yeah, check it out. Yeah. It's a fun one. Like I said, it, it reminded me of tons more of scary films like Jaws. I didn't think I would get Jaws out of a new film, but the, the fact that you can see the flags coming out of the clouds, you're like, oh, it's right there. Yeah. I, we can't see it, but it's there, and it's floating around doing bad stuff. It, I love me some Jordan Peele. He, he, I guess I'd be a director like him. I would have so many nods toward movies that I absolutely love. Oh, he does that all the, so much. I would do that all the time. I'd also like, say it's good to watch it twice. Yep. Yeah, I think I, I want to watch it with so that much commentary more. for yeah. sure. Yeah. I've learned that with some films, like real weird films. It's like, I got it. Let me watch this again. Yeah. Like, I didn't remember the first time we watched it. The credits mm-hmm. was from the inside of the alien. I, yeah, didn't, yeah. I didn't realize that. I was like, that's a weird looking green like box. What is this? Yeah. And then it's like, is that screaming? But then the, the and then it fades completely into that uh, that image of the jockey on the horse, like yeah, beautifully done. And then you know, closed captioning. We didn't have that in the theater. It says like screaming. And I'm like, miss, oh, it's there were so people. many like people talking underneath their breath that I just missed in the theater that didn't catch. Like when Angel's walking away and he's like fucking assholes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the first night that OJ is close, uh, he's far away from the ranch looking for the first horse, you hear the same speech that Jupe does when he gets snatched up and juiced. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the lights go off down there. So he was sacrificing a horse to that thing that night. And yeah. that's why it was close by to fuck with OJ. Because it's like, well, I ate that horse. What are you doing over here? So. Yeah. That's the reason it was close by, because Jupe's been feeding it horses for a while. So, like I said, there's little things that you get when you watch it again. You're like, oh, that's why it's always close by, because he's feeding it every Friday. Well, so, And, and coming yeah. from the person watching it for the first time, like, that's what was so cool about this movie. And it's it's actually why, I know, Sacrilege, like, I don't necessarily gravitate towards horror, because it just seems like it's cheesy. And I like... Yes. I, liked, <laughs> I like to feel, like... Sometimes I just don't want that. And so I the reason I've liked some um, Get Out and then this one so much is because, I, like I said, it's the slow burn. It's you can't quite tell what's happening. And you see, like, like you're talking about, like, the, the, the jupe thing. I was like, is this – I don't know what's happening. I was like, is, is OJ, like, having a flashback to something? Yeah. Is he thinking about something? Is that something coming? Oh, jupe is the one that's having the alien. So it's like I had three different conclusions about where this movie was going yep. until it actually ended up there. And then even then it still ends when, with kind of like a question mark. You like so. intellectual horror. I like intellectual yes. horror. Uh, like I said, there are tons of directors these days. That, that's their jam. We've seen tons of new movies. There's, uh, It's fucking great. I don't know if Alexis would like The Last Matinee, but I think that'd be a pretty good one for her to see. It's a damn good Maybe. one. It's a damn good one. I think you just need to see more. more uh, yeah. I'm general. Team Invisible Man. I will show everyone. That's a Invisible damn good Man one. Yeah. Forever. It's a good Ooh, one. It's so good. For an invisible bad guy, it's not oh scary. scary. It's, so it's, oh, it's, it's a thriller. Don't listen to him. It's scary. Scary. <laughs> it's a different kind of scary, though. It's, so don't it's watch not, it by myself. Is what it's it's a different kind of. It's a real life scary, which is worse i think than regular yes, scary films i agree but now it's it's fun there are a lot of new horror movies and directors coming out that just i mean really hokey scary movies 
I, I shown Katie handfuls of them. Katie's like, that was a lot. I'm like, yeah, it's great, isn't it? You know, hey, these puppet monsters come out of toilets and kill people. It's great. And she's like, not really. I'm like, it, it is to me. <laughs> you know, but they, they have a place. And, you know, in the 70s, 80s, and kind of the 90s, that was the thing. But now people are like, no, I, I got a good idea. I have a point I want to get across. So, like I said, there's a place and time for all types of horror. And like I say, there's a horror movie for every person in this world. You just got to find it. You just got to find it. Mm-hmm. So with that, that is the end of this episode. So if you have any other cool fun facts, uh, Jordan Peele or Kiki Palmer, uh, the pe- uh, fun fact for Kiki Palmer. So she said on her Twitter that she is open for a Marvel spot. She just wants to be in Marvel. And someone's like, you should be Storm. She's like, I ain't gonna say no. So, <laughs> you know, she's like, I, w- I would not say no. So, yeah. So you I've seen a lot of uh, people, like, uh, a lot of support and a lot of fan art depicting yeah. her as Storm. I wouldn't say no. I wouldn't be mad. She'd be great. But you can tweet us at Allentownpod. We have an email at it. Allentownpresents at gmail.com. We have a forget. So, like I said, that was episode 24. So we have seven more. Seven more episodes. So pumped. So we have a couple more new things coming out. And we've had to... There's a pivot happening, but I think we're going to do another Farm Fresh film. And, uh, yeah, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a wild one. Oh, there's another fresh one coming out. There's another fresh one coming out. Yeah, we'll talk about it. But but no, I'm very pumped about this. I'm glad that we ha- that we got... Yeah, <laughs> that we got Alexis back. So she did Amityville Horror, and we talked about that mess of a movie. It was, it was good to watch, but it was a yeah. mess. Yeah. Well, it, it definitely didn't live up to Sixth Grade and Scary. Oh, yeah. I, I, oh, sh- yeah. I show her movies all the time. She's, I'm like, I'm sorry, that wasn't scary. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Regina back. She did Tales from the Hood and uh, the new Candyman movie and stuff like that. Yeah, so we've yeah. been getting in there. Uh, I swear I'm not aiming just to have black scary movies with you. It just... They're, they're no, the fun I'm, ones. I'm here yeah. for it, yeah. They're the fun ones that I see, and I'm like, man, Regina probably loved that, too. So, But no, this is fun, like I said. So, uh, like always, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another scary film. Oh, damn, the music you listen to right now, that's flipping the combined effort, flipping the CE anywhere you can hear them. A Studio Fetus, thank you so much for the artwork. Like always, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another scary film. Okay, bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Look, in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. Nope.